So without any further ado, uh, my name is Monique Nicole, and I am an interior decorator as well as a business coach for emerging women in interior design. So women who are looking to transition from their corporate job, or maybe you've already done that and you are looking to build a six-figure residential interior design business, I am uh, your coach who helps you do that and helps you uh, go through that process and that journey. And so uh, two weeks ago, we started a new coaching series called Employed to Designer Coaching Series. And that's basically where I come on live every Tuesday night to teach you some key strategies and principles and steps on how you can start your journey into entrepreneurship. And so tonight, I'm really excited because um, we are on, I believe this is our fourth session tonight. And so um, I'm going to be sharing with you something that I feel like is really, really important to not only building a business, but also to discovering who you are and really helping you to become and step into the best version of yourself. So I'm going to share that with you tonight. But if you are just joining for the first time tonight, I'm going to ask that you share this. Um, if you are looking at this, that means that you're in our private Facebook group because we go live here first and um, we do share it out and invite people to come in and watch the full uh, session. But you get you get like first first row seats. <laughs> it's like, I guess how I, I can explain it. Um, so thank you for being here. And um, if you feel like there's someone, a friend or someone that you know who can take advantage of this information, definitely share. Because if there's one thing that I know, it's that sharing information, um, you know, is such a powerful thing and you just never know who you can help, right? You never know who has the same questions maybe that you have. So um, feel free to share this, invite them into the group um, I don't believe you'll be able to actually share this live, but you definitely can share uh, the group information and invite them to join. If they do qualify to become a member of the group, they just have to um, answer a few questions. Uh, they can come right in and they can see uh, all of this great uh, information that I'm going to be sharing with you. So feel free to do that. Also, please comment. So post a comment. If you have a question about anything I'm talking about, or if you have a, uh, a comment, maybe you want to add your perspective or share a resource um, that can maybe help others based on the topic tonight, feel free to do that. Um, I definitely go back and look at comments after the live. So answer any questions that you might have. So feel free to engage because um, I love talking with you guys. I love when you uh, leave comments and suggestions and tips and all that good stuff. So feel free to do that. All right, now let's get into it. So if you have, um, if you're a note taker like me, um, I am definitely what I like to call a, a lifetime student. I'm always learning. Um, so I always have, like if you saw my desk right now, I always have notebooks. Um, I, think I, I think I can probably count about one, two, Three, I have four notebooks in front of me. So you can tell that uh, I'm a note taker. So if you're like me, get your notebook um, pad out because tonight you're definitely going to want to take some notes. All right, so let's jump right in. 
So I'm not going to recap in detail, but I do want to kind of share with you what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. So the last two weeks, um, we talked about uh, the first week was actually discovering who you are, right? We talked a lot about how to discover what your true gifts are um, so that you can really understand and learn what your strengths are versus your weaknesses. Um, and also so that you can uncover um, who your ideal client is, right? Who you are designed and uniquely designed to serve. Because that's important. Because if you are thinking about, you know, transitioning from your job, if you're still, if you're working a, a your full-time job um, or working in the corporate space, or maybe you've transitioned already and you're running, you know, in the infant stages or you've been running your interior design business for some time, one of the things that's really important is to understand and get to know you, right? Because we all have a unique, 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 excuse me, imprint. I like to call it, if you think about, you know, the fact that we all have a unique uh, fingerprint, right? There's no one of us out there like us, right? And like you. So a part of the process of building a business um, is understanding and getting to know you, right? Getting to know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to work with, because that all is going to dictate a lot of the decisions that you're going to make and how you build your business. Okay. So we talked a lot about that the first week. And then last week we talked about transitioning your mindset, right? Because there is a shift that happens when you are transitioning from employee to becoming a designer or a decorator. Right. Like it there. It's like you're living in you live in two different worlds, you know, um, if special, especially if you have gone the traditional route like most people do. And if you know my story, you know, you know, that was me as well. I, you know, went to school, got the good education and then what? Went and got a job. Right. <laughs> All to get a good job, a good paying job. And so I feel like even from, you know, middle school and high school, I was always taught, okay, the goal of life is to, you know, do well in school so that you can, you know, get a good job, right? And so when you have that mindset, you, you go through life aiming for becoming an employee. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the backbone of our country, right? Um, but then, you know, for some people like us, and probably why you're a part of this group and um, joining me on this live tonight, is that you have this desire to be an entrepreneur, right? Or maybe you're an entrepreneur already, and you know that that is where you are supposed to be. You are supposed to be serving people through your gifts, through your talents, and through your creativeness, right? And so when you're clear on that, um, it's really important to get crystal clear on specifically what your purpose is and what you're designed to do um, and what mind shifts have to happen so that you can step into that space. Um, so we talked a lot about how to create a healthy mindset and also how to transform your mindset so that you start to think like an entrepreneur versus an employee, right? And you start to um, you know, build up the muscles of faith. And we talked about having concentration and a lot of different things that are really important to having a healthy mindset as an entrepreneur, 
because it's different. I promise it's different. <laughs> There's different, um, you know, things that you have to manage and deal with and you have to learn how to manage your emotions differently. Right. And so um, because there's just complexities that come with being an entrepreneur. That's it's just what it is. Um, so we talked a lot about how to manage that and how to create that healthy mindset. So if you missed those, the last two weeks um, of our sessions, go back. They are still here posted in our group. Um, you can go back and you can look at those. But tonight we are talking about how to decide who you want to become, okay? Now, what's so funny about this is I feel like, you know, we grow up and we don't get to choose what, you know, family we grow up in or, you know, if our parents have a lot of money or if they're wealthy or if we grow up um, in, you know, a certain type of culture, right? We don't get to choose that, right? That's, that's handed to us. But what we do get to choose is what we do with that, right? What we do with the, and I talked about this last week, the experiences that we that we have, right? Based on our choices. Um, we do get to dictate how we show up every single day. Um, we do get to decide how we respond to situations and in turn, who we are, who we wanna become. And so this question is, um, you know, rooted in getting clear, right, on who you are and, you know, what do you want to do with your life? I think that's a question that hopefully runs through most people's minds, um, especially I feel like when you're, you know, graduating from college and you're getting ready to go out into the workforce, that's usually the big question. Like, what do I want to do with my life? And if I can tell you a quick share, a quick story, I remember, you know, when I was in high school, um, you know, I was very um, into academics, um, even though I was really tall and most people wanted me to play a sport. Like my mom was like, you should play basketball. And I'm like, I'm not that coordinated, <laughs> but like, I'm really good at English, you know? So I was a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say a nerd because it was weird. I still hung with like the cool crowd, but, um, but you know, I, I did well in school academically. Let's just put it that way. And so, you know, but I always, I always knew that I, I was very creative. And by the time I was in my senior year of, of high school, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? I just knew, I just didn't know what, um, I, in what field, but I knew I wanted to create. I wanted to, uh, I had a very, and still have this, you know, very kind of bold personality, um, very creative. And I don't like anybody telling me what to do. And so, um, you know, I grew up saying like, I'm never going to join the military, like my fam, my parents, because I don't like being told what to do. I like to make, I want to call the shots. Right. And so I knew that very early on. And if you are like that, um, or if you're in the place now and you're in your life, where like, I want to call the shots. I want to create, I want to be able to do what I want to do. That is a great characteristic <laughs> to identify because being an entrepreneur definitely requires, um, you know, to have this uh, self-initiative type of personality, meaning that you are willing to take the first step, right? Because there's nobody telling you to do it. 
like if you are an employee, right? You have support, you've got managers and who are giving you direction on what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So the first thing you that's important is, you know, understanding like, who do you want to become? Um, and I think this question becomes a lot harder to answer the older you get because I was a very late bloomer. You know, um, if you know my story, I went to I went to school, I got a bachelor's, I got a master's degree um, in marketing and advertising, which is my background. So it had nothing to do with design. Like that wasn't even on my radar. Okay. And ironically, like my grandmother was an interior designer. My mother is an artist to this day. Um, my mom's sister uh, was a, my grandmother was also a doll maker. Um, my sister, mom's sister was like a jewelry maker. I mean, just, I come from a very creative family. So if you can relate, type, you know, type me, me too, in the chat, right? So I knew that, but I didn't know what I wanted to do necessarily. And so um, one of the things that um, I had to really get clear on as I got older um, was what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And so you might be in that situation where you're asking yourself, okay, who do I want to become? Who do I want to be within this bubble of interior design, right? So, you know, for me, I can tell you when I decided that I wanted to venture into interior design, I still didn't know what that looked like. And you might not either. Um, but there were a couple of things that I was very sure about. And that was that I had done a lot of schooling already. So I didn't want to have to go back to school for another and get another four-year degree because um, I might as well become a doctor at that point, right? <laughs> I would have had like 12 years of schooling um, and then some, right? So I didn't want to have to spend a lot of time, more time in school. Um, I also knew that I wanted to do something that helped people. I wanted to do something that made a difference. Um, and that was really important to me. And again, I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that if I was going to leave this thing, this industry of advertising and marketing, and particularly at the time I was working in pharmaceutical advertising, um, and I was having a lot of trouble with, you know, agreeing with um, some of the ethics around pharmaceutical advertising and, and, and marketing in general, you know. Um, and so I, I really had to, to really ground myself so that I could stay in this, the space that I was in while I was working my job because it was, was paying the bills. Um, but I also had to really get clear that if I'm going to leave this great paying job. I was making well over six figures, traveling the world. Um, I was single, no kids, like living in like the penthouse of uh, <laughs> New Jersey and living a great life, right? I was, I mean, it was, it was a nice life. I drove a nice car, you know, I had, you know, money in the bank. Like it, it was, it was good. So I knew that if I needed, if I was going to transition from that, I better like be really clear right? Because on what I wanted and who I wanted to become, because I had found my identity and my job and um, the success I had had, you know, created for myself and my career. And so I needed to understand what that next chapter was going to look like. And it had to be all about who I wanted to become. 
Okay. And so if you're in that place now where you're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next chapter of your life going to look like from a business standpoint to even a personal standpoint, um, this is one of those things that or these, I would say, exercises that um, you definitely want to implement. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you how to figure this out, right? So the first thing is if you've made the decision to, you know, transition from your job or, you know, maybe you want to work your job um, while you're building your business, that's fine too. Uh, you know, the first thing you have to get clear on is what do you want to specialize in, right? Because there's so many different avenues you can go down. Um, and it really just requires you to do your research. So for me, like I mentioned, I had already gone to school for a good well over eight years, right? Uh, I had gotten a, a bachelor's in um, international business and economics and marketing, and I got a master's in um, interactive and direct marketing, so digital marketing, which was like what was booming at the time. Um, and so you know, I had spent all this time doing this, going to school, and now here I am. I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out, right? So you got to figure out what do you want to do? Um, and uh, the way to figure this out, because there's different specializations you can specialize in, starts with the inner work. And so if you missed last week's session, I highly recommend that you go and watch last last week's session, because that's where I teach you and I talk about how to discover your gifts um, so that you can really um, figure out what do you want to specialize in based on what your gifts are and what you're good at. And most importantly, what's going to make you happy? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to specialize in that's going to truly make you happy? Okay, so that's a whole nother session. Go back and check that out. But um, there's several different ways you can go. So uh, if you're taking notes, I'm going to share with you what those different channels, if you will, are that you can specialize in. So the first one, obviously, is which is the, usually the most one of the most popular is residential interior design. OK, now within or I would say under the residential interior design umbrella, you also have um, things like where you could specialize in full service interior design. OK, and that's where you do everything from soup to nuts as far as, you know, uh, helping them, uh, you know, buy their furniture selections, um, pick out paint colors. You might do, um, you know, all of the delivery, the installation, um, the ordering, all of that, right? So everything they need to do to design their home, you'll do it, okay? So that's full service. And then you might have e-design where um, you might want to work with clients in different locations or outside of your location. Um, you know, I've had, I have design clients who I've um, decorated homes for them in the Bahamas and um, in the Caribbean. And so it does give you flexibility because you get to work with clients no matter where they are. Okay. Now, the big difference between those two, though, is that full service really requires you to be very hands on and it requires you to meet with the client. Like, have one-on-one -on -one meetings and it's a very it's a much more personal experience versus e-design which you can never meet the person and literally help them design their home um so 
that's why I say it's important to understand and get clear on who you are and what you like, right? Because if you're a people person, you might not like e-design, right? Because e-design, I mean, I've had where I've done projects and all we've done is emailed and text, right? Besides maybe a, a video chat or a conference call. So, um, but so if you're the type of person who likes to like be in front of people and be able to, you know, talk with them face to face, um, you might not enjoy the e-design experience. So these are things you want to think about. Now, other uh, channels that you can go down are maybe the remodeling channel. So maybe you like tearing down things and rebuilding it back up, right? Remodeling might be a great uh, sector for you to go into. Or another big one is renderings. And what's interesting is that the rendering industry um, can be B2C or B2B, meaning you could be an interior designer or decorator, and you could be really good at creating renderings. And guess what? There's a lot of designers out there who need help with renderings. That might not be their strong suit. So they may be looking for someone to help them create renderings for their design business. So in that case, you would be working on a B2B, right? So you have your own business, rendering business, and then you're working with another business owner, interior designer or decorator, right? So that's one avenue. Or um, it's also where you have rendering companies. So you can start your own company and bring on individual clients. So you might have a, you know, work with the actual homeowner who needs a rendering for their, for their home. They might be working with the designer who needs some help with that. Um, so you can also have a B2C relationship. Okay. So that's another one, renderings. The other area or sector could be hospitality. So this is where you'd be working on larger scale, typically commercial projects or hotels, luxury hotels, um, apartments, things like that, apartment buildings, uh, where you're in the hospitality, excuse me, hospitality industry. So you might be designing a new resort, right? Um, and again, that just all depends on what your preferences are and what you like. Another one is home staging. Okay, so this is where you work with real estate agents and you basically help stage a home to help sell it or to help uh, the agent um, find a buyer for it. Uh, so, you know, staging is a whole like different business model. You know, you have to have inventory, you need to have a place to have storage, you need to have a, a active team that at the drop of a dime, you can call and say, okay, you know, we just got a new client, they're looking to stage their home, and they need to sell it within three to five days, which is happening now, okay? Some houses are not even staying on the market for a day, right? Because you've got, you know, cash buyers and investors, and, um, you know, when the market was like really, really booming, what, about six, seven months ago, almost a year ago, um, gosh, the competition was very fierce and it's actually still is. So uh, home staging is a great industry business model to get into. Okay. But here's the thing, and this is what you got to think about with home staging, right? It's a quick turnover process, meaning you go in, you stage the home and you know, hopefully it sells. And then basically there's a new buyer and a new 
person living in the home. So your design um, doesn't usually stay around long, right? It's It has a purpose, which is to help sell the home. And so um, that's something you have to be comfortable with, all right? So there's things to think about um, as far as home staging and kind of what you want to do. The great thing is that it's a great... Um, it's a great turn of income because you can, um, you know, move through projects quickly and you don't have to necessarily be working on a project for, you know, six to six months to a year, sometimes two years, depending on, you know, what type of project you have. All right. And then there is set design. OK, so this is where you actually create sets for TV shows, for Broadway. Um, there's actually somebody who creates and design has to design those sets. Um, and now it's really big and like reality TV, um, you know, they will create like a whole theme. <laughs> it's no longer just, you know, having a, you know, a set, a stage with some chairs and, and lights, um, which is what talk shows, you know, used to rely on um, back in the 80s and the 90s. Now it's a whole production, right? or even concerts. Think about concerts. I mean, if you've ever been to, um, you know, a nice concert, like a Beyonce concert or something like that, you know, it is not what it used to be. Like I remember growing up, um, oh my gosh, there was a, um, in Virginia, there was like a concert series that happened every year. I can't remember what it was called, but the tickets were like super cheap. It was like maybe $35 or something. It was like super cheap. And they'd have like 10 artists come and, you know, the most popular artists and like, you know, hip hop, R&B or whatever. And we would always go to this concert, but it was so low budget. Like literally it was just each artist had, you know, their mics. And um, if they were lucky, you, they might have backup, backup dancers. But like, it was like a no frill show. Compared to now, fast forward 10, 20 years, and it's like, oh my God, you know, it's a production when you go to a concert. And now ticket prices are through the roof. Um, I'm actually going to uh, the Mary J. Blige concert side sidebar uh, this weekend with my best friend. And like the tickets were like, I think the cheapest ticket was like 150 bucks. And that was for like nosebleed seats. And we we got some really good seats, but you know, they're not cheap. So things have evolved, right? Um, and set design is a great, a great sector to get into. And then last but not least, you have commercial design. So this one you're probably familiar with. This is where you're working with commercial buildings, designing um, maybe, you know, healthcare spaces, offices, apartment buildings, things like that. All right. So there's a lot of different avenues, as you can see, that you can go into. But you first have to really think about what do you want? Right. What do you enjoy doing? And what specialty is going to help you to blossom into the person that you want to become? OK, so you might be asking, OK, well, why is this important? Well, the truth is, is that to be successful in business, everything that you do needs to be intentional, okay? Meaning it needs to be thought through, right? You can't wing it. Like I like to say, you know, <laughs> you can't just kind of like put your finger in the sky and say, okay, I'm gonna do this today and just see if it works. Now, 
yes, there's going to be times where you're going to need to test things and try, try out new strategies and different things. But when you're talking about the direction that you want your business to go, you know, who you want to become, um, how you want to show up as a design professional, the decisions that you make around those things need to be intentional, which just means you need to have thought it out. You need to have done your research and made a educated decision um, that points to the best decision for that, you know, that situation, which is figuring out who you want to become, right? So it's important because you got to be, you got to know why you're doing this, okay? Now, why, okay? Why, why is that important? Well, it's going to dictate the level of schooling um, that you need to complete, depending on what specialty you want to go into, right? So if you know, like, okay, I'm really good at rendering, let's just say, well, you probably don't need to go to a four-year degree. I mean, you could, um, but a lot of, you know, those programs like AutoCAD and SketchUp and, you know, all the more advanced um, programs, and now they have even more um, advanced 3D programming, um, especially with uh, artificial intelligence and all of these new um, technologies that have come out, um, you know, that's where you're going to do your research to say, okay, what do I need to learn in order to be the best at this craft, right? And that's going to dictate, you know, what program you might need to take to learn about how to do renderings, um, you know, what school you might want to go to, whether it be an online school or it might be an in-person, in-class school, um, what program that's going to be. Um, depending on what type of services you want to offer, right? All that matters, okay? So it's going to dictate, you know, your education and how and what you need to do to master your craft, okay? The other thing it's going to do is going to determine the business model that you need to build. And so I see this so, so often when um, I work with emerging designers and they come to me and, you know, we'll start working together. And um, I'll, you know, ask them, okay, like, well, what is your specialty? What do you do? What do you do well? And they'll say one thing. And then I will ask them, okay, well, how is your business set up? Or, you know, what do you, how are you building your business, setting up your business so that you can offer that? Um, and they're like polar opposites. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, you know, I got a website already. I've done this. I've done this but I don't have any systems in place or, you know, I don't have the software that I need, let's just say, to offer um, the best level, the highest level of renderings, right? So what that tells me is that they haven't thought about and been intentional about what they want to, who they, who they are, like who, who are they and what makes them special as far as what is their gift and who are they designed to serve, right? Um, and they also haven't thought about, you know, what tools, what resources, what education they need to be the best at what they're trying to do, right? Because if you look at any, any, any successful person, when I say successful, I'm not talking about things or money. I'm talking about who um, are the GOATs, of their industry, like who are, you know, the best of the best or which you might've heard, you may have heard it 
um, said this way, the cream of the crop, right? They used to say that back in the day, the cream of the crop. When you look at the people who at the highest level of their craft or within their industry, there's always one thing that's consistent. And that is that they have mastered their craft. They have put in the hours, they have put in the practice, they have put in the consistency to become the best at what they have become and who they've become, okay? And so building a business is all about understanding what are the things, what are the tools, what are the skill sets that you do that you need in order to make it the best version of what you can make it, okay? Because if not, you might as well not even build it, right? If, it, if you know it's going to fall down or if it's not going to be able to sustain itself, um, why build it, right? Unless you're going to build it the right way. And so if you look at like the Kobe Bryant's or of the world's or the, um, uh, the um, Serena's of the world, right? The goats of the industry, right? They'll tell you that like they've practiced for hours. I think I was watching a, a documentary of... Um, uh, not Kobe Bryant, but um, not Dwayne Wade. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. Famous basketball player. Um, just like the best. Um, and, you know, he was saying, his name escapes my mind, but he was saying like, you know, he had been practicing since he was like four years old. He's been playing basketball. <laughs> and like all of his free time was spent practicing and getting better and getting better and getting better and getting better every single day. And so, you know, what people don't realize is that what separates successful people from non-successful people is consistency in time, right? When you do the same thing over and over and over again, the only result that you can get unless you quit or you stop is that you get better, right? So the person who becomes the best is basically the person who spent more time doing the same thing, right? And practicing and getting better and mastering it. That's the only difference. And the problem is that most people give up before they become who they want to become, right? Who they desire to become. Um, and so that's why, you know, getting clear on this and understanding who do you want to become. If you want to be average, you can be average, right? But if you want to be the best at something, you have to understand what does that mean? What, is that, what does that look like for you, right? So understanding what, um, you know, what specialization you want to get into, what that takes um, is going to determine kind of how you're going to build your business when you start to build it. Um, it's also going to dictate your marketing strategy, and who you decide to go to target is, is, is your mar target marketing, right? So who are you going to um, identify as your ideal client? And then how are you going to market to them? Okay. It's like, um, I think I gave this example. I don't know why I love giving this example about doctors, but um, maybe I was supposed to be a doctor in my former life. I don't know. But um, just imagine like a doctor opening his new doctor's office's practice. And he's a heart surgeon, let's just say. And, you know, he specializes in replacing hearts, right? Um, and he opens his practice. 
and he starts marketing his business and maybe he's sending emails or maybe they're putting flyers out. Um, maybe they're, you know, holding um, conferences and things like that in their local area. But everything that he's marketing is all about knee replacements. Well, there's a big disconnect, right? Because if you're, if he knows he's a heart surgeon, right, he should be marketing his practice about how he's the best heart surgeon in the area, right? So that's, you know, that's an exaggerated example, but you get what I'm saying, right? It, you you want to be clear on who you are and what you have to provide as a solution because that's going to dictate how you communicate what you have to offer. And if you're not if you're not clear in your communication to your ideal clients, you're going to get the wrong clients. You're going to attract the wrong people to your business. And so that's an issue too in emerging designers and when they're starting a business is sometimes you know you can build the business you can do the website get your logo get all the things that you you know attract people to you but if you haven't really thought about what your messaging is and your brand is and who you are right who you want to become who are you who have you become what do you have to offer if you're not clear on all of those things, everything that you communicate will be off. It will not attract the right people for your business, right? So you you might have a, a lead generation problem. You might have a quality control problem, right? You might have where your phone is ringing and you're getting people and you're you know filling out your, your lead form on your website. Um, but then when you get on the phone with them and you have your consultation or your discovery call, you realize, A, they don't have any budget or maybe they want just paint consultations, but you specialize in remodeling. Does that make sense? You're getting this, right? So I see that happen a lot. So what happens is you spend all of your time managing unqualified leads instead of building it the right way, getting clear, right? So that it can attract the right people. So then when you get those ideal clients coming to you saying, hey, can you help me? You no longer have to qualify them per se. I mean, you still you know, need to qualify them to a sense, but they're your ideal client. So now the conversation is very different. It's not, can I help you? It's how can I help you? What do you need? <laughs> right? That's a very different conversation. And you're not having to convince them of your value and why your design fee is your design fee, right? That's not even a conversation. When you are, when you're put in the room and you're connected with your ideal client from the beginning, there's just certain conversations that are just don't even have to happen. They don't happen because it's already understated, right? It's already understood that I've done my research, I've come to your website, you've shared with me what you do, I'm clear that you're the person that I need to help me, and now the conversation is just like, how do we get started, and how much is it going to cost, right? There's no debate, and that's where you want to get to. So 
understanding those things, what your specialty is, you know, who you are, who you want to be, right, is important. Now, the other thing um, that you want to really think about, and then I'm going to get to, I'm going to wrap up with the six things that is going to help you to determine um, who you want to become. But before, before I talk about that, um, there's a couple other things that I want to encourage you to think about. When you're thinking about who do you want to be and how you want to show up, right? Um, the first thing is you got to get clear on why you're doing this. Meaning if you're still working your corporate job and you're looking to transition into full-time entrepreneurship as a design professional, you have to answer the question why. And if you have already transitioned and maybe you're at the beginning stages of your business and maybe, you know, things are not going the way that you anticipate it, it's also important for you to ask why you're still doing it and why you're still doing it the way that you're doing it. And if you know that it's not working, why would you invest the time? Why do you want to invest the time to fix it? And this is important because this really speaks, the answer to that question, why, will tell you what you're in it for. And it will also give you a clear, I like to call it a crystal ball of if it's going to last. Okay. Because if you start a business and you get into this industry for money, um, I can tell you, you're going to probably be disappointed. <laughs> and I don't mean that by the sense of saying you can't make a lot of money. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that in business, unlike being an employee and working for someone, right? You don't get a steady paycheck. There are ebbs and flows in every single business. Now, the great thing and the good news is that if you build it right, right, you can sustain the ebbs and flows because you would have saved, you would have some, you know, you'd have some money saved, you'd have some investments, you've had, you know, you, you, you would have disciplined yourself um, to make sure that things are paid so you're not, you know, um, owing people like, right, that, that's just, that's just running a healthy business, right? And you can learn that, right? That's what I, that's what I teach. That's what I teach emerging designers how to do, right? So that's a learned skill set. But if you are only doing in this or starting a business for, for money, right? What happens is that when you hit that ebb, <laughs> right? Because when things are flowing, things are good. But when you hit the ebb, you mentally are going to have a hard time managing that, right? Because your intention is off, right? Your intention is just so that you can make money. Um, it's not that when you get a, a you know a difficult client, you're going to give up. You're going to throw the towel in because it's like the only reason why I'm doing this is to make money. It's not because a, a deep, a deeper rooted reason. Okay. So you want to understand why you're doing this. Um, is it to make money? Now I'm not saying that that can't be a reason, but it just shouldn't be the only reason. Okay. Or maybe it's so that you can be creative, right? That was one of my reasons I wanted to be creative. And I had also got to a ceiling in my career where I felt like I couldn't really go any higher, right? Um, you know, my last job, I knew that if I got promoted, I would be taking my boss's job. 
because that's, you know, that's how our team was built. And we had, you know, one, one manager, one VP and a director. And so like, once you got to director, like, that's it. <laughs> it's either that or you're going to another agency um, at the time that I was in my role. And so, um, you know, I knew that I wanted to be, I had like this desire to be creative, to have my voice heard. And I felt like I got to a point when in my career where I couldn't do that. Like my voice wasn't being heard, right? Um, and that happens a lot in the corporate space because there's always someone on top of you. There's always someone that you're trying to, um, you know, you're trying to kind of climb that corporate ladder, if you will. And so um, you want to, you know, if you want to be creative, that could be one reason. Um, or maybe you want to do nonprofit work. I know a lot of designers and decorators who have started businesses and they started, you know, they're in their for-profit business in design. But really the, the, the reason why they got into design is to do nonprofit work, to help the underserved, the underprivileged. Um, and so that could be a desire of yours. Um, and if so, that's that's great. It's just identifying that, right? Or maybe you are that designer who wants to, you know, just dreams to be like on the cover of traditional magazine or El Decor. And you want to be known for, you know, maybe a certain type of design or um, a signature way that you design or do things, right? Right. So, and, and hopefully that has meaning, it gives value in, in some way, but some, some people that is, that's their goal, right? So whatever your goal is, um, is fine. Just make sure that you're clear on what it is. Because when the, the, the ebbs come, your why and why you're doing this is what you're always gonna go back to. And it has to be strong, it has to have meaning, or else, um, you know, you'll most likely become a statistic and you don't want that, right? You know how they say like three out of five businesses fail within the first three years. And I believe and research have shown has shown that it's because um, they weren't intentional and their why wasn't strong enough, right? Okay, the reason why they're doing it. So all of these things are going to help you to help discover who you want to become. Um, and I want to share with you kind of six things that I feel like will definitely help you through this transition and helping you discover and uncover who that person is that you want to become as a professional uh, design industry person or design uh, professional, excuse me. So the first thing, and I'm going to pop this up on the screen so you can see it. Um, the first thing is to determine what you love, okay? So if you're taking notes, feel free to write that down. Um, determine or discover, excuse me, what you love. Now, what does that mean? All right, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? You know, you date, you might date and till the day that you find that person that, you know, you fall in love with. And you just know it, right? You you know it because you've been able to date. You've been able to see and meet people with different personalities, right? Um, and really identify what you, what you need and what you need out of a relationship. 
um, and how you need that person to love you, right? So it's the same thing when you're discovering what you love for yourself. You have to figure out, you know, what do you love? Like, what do you enjoy doing? Um, and this goes back to, you know, really thinking about the things that um, the experiences you've had and what are the things that you like when it comes to design and what are the things you don't like? Um, I can tell you, I was very clear <laughs> that I did not want to get into remodeling because I don't like getting dirty. I don't like, um, I was um, very prissy when I was young, when I was a little girl. And I feel like I still have some of those, you know, bougie tendencies, I would say, which I think are a good thing sometimes. Um, but I don't like getting dirty, right? Like I'm not excited to demolition anything, okay? We'll hire somebody for that, <laughs> right? But there's some people who like that. They like putting their jeans on and their boots and, you know, tearing down some stuff. That's not me, okay? So you have to know what you like and what you love because that's going to dictate and help you to determine what you want to specialize in and ultimately who do you want to become as a design professional, okay? So figure out what you love. The next thing is you need to determine your capacity. Now, what do I mean by this? And this has so many legs that I don't even have time to cover everything tonight, but uh, I'll give you a quick example. Um, when I was uh, still working my job and working, building my business, my interior decorating business, one of the things that I had to good, get good at was managing my time, okay? Because, you know, you don't have a lot of time when you're basically, you know, working two jobs. And I had to get very creative with my time. And so I had to really get clear on what my capacity was as far as how much time I could effectively put into my job so that, you know, I did my job well, but also how much time that I needed to put into building my interior decorating business so that I can get it to a point where I could transition from my job, right? And I was always reevaluating that because I also had to make sure that I slept, that I ate, <laughs> that, you know, I had some type of downtime for personal life. Um, so it wasn't just all work, work, work. And so that's what I mean by figuring out what your capacity is, because we all have a capacity um, for work, for life, right? It's, you know, it's always, we're always trying to create some sort of balance. And so you have to know what that means for you and what that looks like for you. Some people are different. Some people can work, you know, through the night. Um, you know, I know when I was working my, my job and building my business, I was a night owl. Um, I got used to staying up late at night and I would, you know, really treat it like a, another job. I would come home from, from work, from my, my day job, um, usually around six o'clock on a good day, you know, give or take if I wasn't traveling. And then I would um, typically take a little nap uh, until about seven. At seven o'clock, I would get up, I'd cook dinner for myself, I'd eat, um, shower, all that stuff. And then I would start my second shift, building my business around eight o'clock. And then I would probably work until about eight to 12 or eight to one o'clock in the morning. And then I would get up at like five, six o'clock and do it all over again. Right. And then I would work, I would do that shift, if you will, from Monday through Saturday. 
And Sunday, I would leave one day, at least one day a week to just decompress, you know, relax, watch my, uh, what was it? Super Soul Sunday, go to church, right? Um, and Saturdays, I would do consultations. So I typically would work six days a week, right? Now, I was able to do that for a certain period of time. And then it got to the point where, and luckily, this is when I was able to transition, uh, because I was able to, you know, replace my income on my job, that I was tired. It's like, okay, I want, I want my weekends back. <laughs> and so now, um, it's such a blessing. You know, I don't have to work on the weekends. I work, you know, in the evenings coaching, um, and you know, during the day, um, I have specific days that I work my decorating business uh, and manage my projects, and then the rest of the time I get to create. Right. But it, it wasn't always like that. Right. And so I had to be intentional about what my capacity was so that I can continue to build and continue to grow and become the best version and become the person that I wanted to become. OK, so you got to know what your capacity is. All right. Number three is you want to confirm your motivation. Now, we talked about this a little while ago, which is understanding and getting clear on why you're doing this. Why do you want to have your own business? Okay. So you got to get clear on what that motivation is. Is it money? Is it to be creative? Is it to, you know, be your own boss? Is it to be able to, you know, go to your kids' football games or, you know, cheerleading practice or go and eat lunch with your, with your child without having to ask permission? Right. You know, um, for me, I didn't have children at the time when I started my interior decorating business. But so I didn't I, I didn't have, you know, lunch to go sit with with my child or anything like that. But one thing that was really important to me is I wanted to travel. And I love traveling and I like to take vacations and I didn't want to have to just go somewhere if I wanted to go to Italy or go somewhere in Europe and have to only be able to spend one or two days. So one of my whys in becoming an entrepreneur was I wanted my time. I wanted time freedom. I wanted the freedom to do what I wanted to do with my time, right? So if I wanna work, I'll work. If I wanna go take a trip to Las Vegas or if I wanna take a trip to Milan or if I wanna take a trip to Paris next weekend, I can do that. And I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I don't have to be back on anybody else's time. I come back when I want to come back. And I leave when I want to leave. And I stay as long as I want to stay, right? Some people, that might not be important. It was important to me. That was one of my whys. And I can tell you that even when, you know, there's, there's days where you're like, man, it would be nice to work a job, right? I also, in the same breath, I say, I so, I'm so blessed to be able to create the life that I have today and live the life that I want on my terms. I wouldn't trade it for anything, right? So again, getting clear on these things helps you to ground yourself and understand and remember why you are doing this and how it's leading you to becoming the person who you want to become. All right. So real quick, number four, 
The next thing is you want to research. Okay, you need to study other designers that specialize in the craft that you want to go into. So, um, you know, when I was thinking about getting into interior decorating, I was very green. I knew nothing about the industry. Um, and so I started doing my research. And you want to do the same thing. You know, you want to start looking at um, other designers who are in the in the industry doing what you want to do. So if you know that, you know, you want to get into home staging, well, you should find out who the best home stager is, right, in the industry. Um, one of the ladies, and I, I'm, you know, not even in, I, I don't have a home staging business um, and I haven't, I've never desired to have one, but I have uh, members in our program that uh, specialize in home staging. And so, you know, I, I remember one time I wanted to know, like, who's who's like at the top of the game? Um, and if you look it up, if you do your research, uh, you'll find out that a lady named Meredith, she's one of like the top home stagers in the world. <laughs> um, and I think she has like a multi, she has like a, a multi-million dollar business just doing home staging. She's got like this huge, huge warehouse in Florida. Um, I mean, she can design, she mostly does um, contemporary homes, home staging, but I mean, she could stage any home and sell it like that, right? So you gotta know who's doing it, who's doing it in your, you know, in the industry that you want to become as great as they are, right? Or better, okay? So you gotta do your research. The second thing is you want to, or excuse me, number five is, oops, sorry, I didn't show you the research. Study other designers that specialize in your craft. All right, number five is connect. You need to connect with the experts in your field. Now, this is the part that gets scary for most people, right? You'll do your research. You'll say, oh, okay, this person is doing it big. Yeah, I could probably learn from this person. Let me see. Do they have any, you know, workshops coming up? Do they have any conferences? Are they going to be at High Point Market, right? That's what I used to do. I used to say, okay, who's the best? Who's doing what? And how can I meet them? The next question was always, how can I, how can I get in the same room with them? How can I meet them? How can I figure out or have a conversation with them just so I can ask some questions? right? How can I learn from them? Because there's always someone where you want to be. And let me tell you this. One of the biggest misconceptions is that successful or wealthy people don't want to reach back and help. You know, I, I find that a lot of uh, emerging designers that I work with, you know, there's this fear that they have about you know, not feeling worthy or, you know, not um, feeling like, you know, you can go to an industry event and be in the same room with some of the, the best interior designers in the world, right? So the, the truth is, though, it's one of the biggest, biggest misconceptions that people who are super successful, they're not, first of all, they didn't get there by themselves. I promise you, they had a mentor. They had someone who showed them the way, right? They did not get there by themselves. So they understand what they what we call the law of reciprocity, meaning giving back, right? 
The other thing is that no one wants to be at the top by themselves. Right. If I told you I could I give you a hundred million dollars tomorrow, but the catch is that you'd have to have the money all by yourself. You couldn't spend it on anybody except for yourself. You couldn't enjoy it with anybody except for yourself. Would you take it? Put it in the chat. Would you take it? There's something about connection, right? We all need it. We all need it. And so one of the best things that you could do for yourself is to, even if you are fearful about connecting with people or you have a, you know, the imposter syndrome feeling, or you have a sense of unworthiness, right? We all experience it. I've experienced it. I still experience it, right? And this is a part of that mind shift, right? That, that creating um, a healthy mindset. This is where that comes in because you, it's important to, when those fears come up, to acknowledge them, but to also correct them because successful people are probably the most generous people that you will meet. Now, that's a general statement. I'm not saying every, all, everybody is who's successful, but for the most part, if you go up to a successful person or you, you know, ask to speak with them, I mean, obviously, you know, within, con you know, conditions, um, most of the time they're willing, they're willing to share, they're willing to help. You just have to ask. You just have to do the work to get in the room, to get in front of them, to get connected. Because those are, you know, that's where the magic happens. That's where you learn. That's where you you get to learn things that you sometimes it takes people years to watch webinars and go to classes and attend events to get one nugget that maybe you just had the courage to ask the person who had the answer to or to invest in yourself. And that's one of the things that I think is so powerful about coaching is that, you know, I can tell you, like when I work with emerging designers and we start working together, they're like here. And it is it just amazes me that those who apply themselves and they are all in within just a couple of weeks, I can see the transformation, not only in their business and what they're building, but in them, like who they're becoming. Right. And that's just because they have access to someone, a coach like myself, who's been down that journey already. I know exactly the hurdles, everything they're, everything you're going to go through. I know it because <laughs> I've, I've, I've walked the same path, right? So I can say, you know what? Look ahead. Okay, go right because <laughs> you don't want to go left because there's something there that's going to slow you down, right? Go right. Whereas if they didn't have someone, a coach like myself, telling them don't go right, they, they might be curious and go right. Now they might still get there to the destination, but that going right, because they didn't have anybody to tell them to go left, might slow them down two years. And that is the difference between successful people in the time that it takes them to get to where they want to go, is you've got to connect. You have to get and connect with people who have the information, the resources that you need to get you to the next step.
the next phase, okay? So connection is huge. And then finally, number six is execution. So you need to execute, take action, be consistent, and go boldly and fearlessly after your goals, okay? Because you can learn everything. You can come to these live sessions every Tuesday and soak in all of this great information that I'm sharing with you and then go back home or go back to your office and do absolutely nothing. And guess what will happen? Absolutely nothing, <laughs> right? You will be in the same place, the same spot, you know, same job, same business um, this time next year. So execution is really important. When you get the information, you got to do something with it, right? Got to put it into action. And you can't just put it into action. You got to be consistent with it. Going back to um, LeBron James, that's his name. I was trying to remember LeBron James, forgive me. Um, the goat of basketball, right? He didn't just learn how to play basketball, right? He went out on a court every day and played and played and shot and practiced, right? He was consistent over a long period of time, right? Remember time and consistency is what wins the race. Doesn't matter who started first, right? So, and then having this um, boldness in this fearlessness to go after it because a lot of times what stops us from getting to where we want to go and becoming the person we want to become and that we can become is our fears that we're not good enough or you know what I can never I can never be on the cover of L decor I can never you know let me tell you can I'm just gonna can I just can I just be real with you for a minute well um, I discovered that I am a teacher. I love teaching. I, I had no clue that I was going to become a coach when I decided to get into interior decorating and design. Okay. I knew I wanted to be creative. I knew that was what I wanted to do. But then when I started to realize that there was like this huge gap, like there was a lot of my peers of design professionals who just didn't know the business of design. You know, they're really good at designing their clients' homes, but they had like no clue, like how to read a profit and loss statement, how to manage their cash flow, how to market their business. And so I would have these conversations with my, as a peer, like as, you know, girlfriend to girlfriend, another designer to another designer. And they would ex share with me like the challenges their business was having, you know, like, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten any clients, you know, da, 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 da. you know, I'm not getting the clients that I want. Like it was just challenges. And I found myself literally like sharing market, giving a marketing plan <laughs> to my friends. And that was kind of like when the light bulb went off, like, man, they're not teaching this stuff in school, you know, because I went to interior decorating school and got my degree. And when I think about it, like they didn't teach me. There was one little chapter on sales and how to do a consultation. That was about as much as I learned about how to run and start a business in interior design. And that's across the board. And you know what? It's so funny. I was watching a um 
I was watching a, I was actually doing a coaching course um, on how to build a content driven business. And um, cause I'm trying to learn how to produce more content so I can be more of a resource for, for you all. And um, one of the, the things the coach said, now this, this guy, he's a coach and he makes about $300,000 a month doing coaching, doing what he does. Um, and this is what I mean about getting in the room, getting in front of people who have information that you need, right? To take you to the next level, right? So anyway, I'm on this call. I'm on this, doing this, this coaching lesson with him. Um, and he says, you know, the reason why coaching has become a, such a big thing is that because most people who go to school to, to learn a certain subject or specialize in a certain field, the educational systems, the universities, the schools, they can't keep up with how quickly things are changing through technology and through innovation, right? And so in order for them to, you know, keep up with, especially when you think about the digital world, because things are changing so fast, um, they would have to print textbooks like every other day, right? And just think about textbooks. I mean, you know, those things last for years and centuries, right? And there's no way they could keep up with the demanding and the changing of information in the way that we live now. Content is ever evolving, right? And so what he was saying was like, there's no way that these universities can even create a curriculum to be able to keep up with it. They'd have to print a new book like every other day. And so that is why coaching is um, has become such a big thing because people need information and people want to learn, right? And the coaching model allows um, the content to be flexible, right? So I could do this live today and, you know, what I'm saying wouldn't be, but just as an example, could be outdated, right? And instead of me printing another textbook, <laughs> which is not possible, I could just do another live tomorrow and say, you know what? I know we talked about this, but I got an update. Like they just released this, or <laughs> there's a new sector that you can get into in interior design. Let me let me share it with you, right? It's instant, instant change. And so um, connecting in in executing and going after your goals is important because when you learn something, you're able to take action. Whereas before, you know, you go to, uh, you know, interior design school and they're not teaching you this stuff. So one of the things I was saying that all, all that to say is that, um, you know, I was realizing that, man, we're not learning this stuff. And so I, I quickly discovered that I wanted to help. I wanted to create, you know, merge that gap. And um, I quickly discovered that I was a great teacher. I love teaching. Um, and so I just went after it. You know, I started coaching um, and I actually invested thousands, several thousands, <laughs> probably about $15,000, $20,000. And I worked to hire a coach to teach me how to be a coach. Right. Because I wanted to be the best at it. If I'm going to do something, you want to be the best at it. And I'm not saying you have to invest that much to hone your craft. But what I am saying is that you have to make some type of investment, whether it be time or money or information. Right. And once you get it, you have to take action. Um, and the example I wanted to tell you is that 
And how this is so powerful about taking action and getting over your fears is that when I um, and was in my early years of coaching, I used to always say, man, I would go to High Point Market and I would say, you know, and I would go to like the different seminars and workshops and I would go and I would meet, you know, all these people who were in the coaching space wasn't that popular, but um, there weren't a lot of coaches around in interior design, but there were a lot of successful designers that I wanted to learn from. And I used to say, man, you know, one day I'm going to be on that stage or one day I'm going to be up there speaking and teaching, right? Because that's kind of what my heart was, where my heart was. I wanted to teach. And for years, for years, I sat on that. You know, I had that dream and I sat on it and I never took action. Even though I had someone, it's funny, I reached out to <laughs> Luann Nagara, which is a good friend of mine. Um, if you follow her, um, you've ever heard of her, her podcast, A Well-Designed Business, check her out. But um, I remember calling her or she called me, I don't know. And we were talking and I was like, and she, I think she had just um, got invited to speak at High Point or something something big had happened. And I was like, how did, how did you, how did that happen? Like, how did you get, you know? Um, and you know, and here's the thing, like I could have said, I could have not asked, right. Because of fear of like, oh, she probably, she doesn't want to tell me. Um, but I worked through my fear and I asked and, um, she told me and she was like, oh, you know, I talked to this person. And then she even said, you know, you should reach out to this person. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, that's one of my dreams, you know? And I, but I did it anyway, even though I was afraid. And not only that, take it a step further. I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that information and I'm going to take it a step further because there were some other places that I wanted to speak. And I wanted to be a published author as a coach, not as an interior um, decorator, because I had been published before in design magazines, but I wanted to be... Um, known for, um, you know, guiding people and teaching my fellow designers. And so um, I said, you know, I'm going to just step out. And I sent an email to uh, Business of Home. And I said, hey, I introduced myself. I said, I'm a, and let me tell you, I have been thinking about doing this for years and never did it because I was afraid. I don't even know what I was afraid of. I just and one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. What's what's the least they could say? No. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> so I introduced myself and um, I let them know I was a coach. You know, this is who I help and da, 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 da. Um, and I sent them over like a sample deck of the types of content that I teach. And not even probably within an hour, I got an email from someone at Business of Home saying like, hey, we love, you know, um, what you're doing in your program. You know, we love your content. Um, you know, we'd love to have you uh, teach one of our workshops, actually two of our workshops. And when I tell you, like, I think I screamed, like <laughs> I had, you know, I was so excited because that was something that was like a dream for me. You know, I look at the Business of Home magazine as like the vogue of interior design for interior design professionals. So if you're if you're not subscribed to Business of Home, it's not as I guess you can call it a shameless plug, but 
Um, like I rock with them. I, I mean, I, I have been reading their publication um, as a growing interior design professional. So, um, I mean, just the, the resources that they share are amazing to helping you build a business. But anyway, um, that was like a dream of mine. And I can probably say today, like I'm a two-time published author in Business of Home and the Business of Home magazine. And I'm so proud of that. Like, um, so, you know, that I wanted to share that with you because we all have fears. We all have things that we're afraid to do, even when we're given the information um, and how to apply it, right? But it takes that, that last step, executing, clicking send on that email, you know, and going after it fearlessly and boldly, because that's how you were made. You were wonderfully and fearlessly made, right? So that's how you want to operate. And doing these six things are really going to help you with getting clear on who you want to become, how you want to show up, um, how you want to serve, because that's really what life is about. It's about giving, right? And when you give, you always you always end up with everything that you need and more. So um, I want to encourage you to uh, start working through these six steps if you know if you haven't already or um, if you're trying to figure out like, okay, how do I get clear on who do I want to what do I want to do and you know, how do I want to leave my imprint in this lifetime, in your business, in our industry? What does that look like for you? Um, and just know that there's there's people out there to support you that can help you through it. So I hope this was helpful. Um, again, if you have any questions, I'm going to um, leave it open just for a few minutes. And I think I can see... I think I can see your comments. Yes, I can. So if you have any questions or comments, you can post them. I'll post your comments if you have questions. If not, um, and you're watching the replay, you can always post your comment. I do come back and look at the live, so I will come back in our group and answer any questions you have. But I hope these six tips were helpful. Um, just a couple of updates. We also will be, we're going to be launching um, something very exciting, which is our new coaching program. Um, I'm going to be sharing details of that over the next upcoming week or so. Um, but in the meantime, if you are in, you know, a place where you're looking to transition from your job or you've recently started your interior design business and you want to build it the right way and get clear on you know who you're designed to serve and how you should be building your business so that you can um, build something that is solid and that um, is a six-figure business or more and that's gonna help you to create the life that you want I would love to talk with you. Um, I do have some available time on my calendar that I've set aside where um, I give you a complimentary coaching call. So we'll talk about like what your challenges are, um, maybe what's holding you back um, or 
just, you know, how you want to move forward. What is, what is the next chapter of your life look like? Or what do you want it to look like? So if, if that's you, um, I invite you to schedule a complimentary coaching call with me. You can um, I have some time available. We'll talk through those things. And if you have questions about the program, um, I'm happy to talk through that as well. Uh, but my goal is to help you reach your destination. Okay, wherever that is, whatever that looks like. Um, but hopefully this has helped you to start that process and figuring out um, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? Okay, it's a big question. But I promise you, like when you get the answer to it and you get clear on this stuff, it's like you'll feel like you can do anything. So execute on this information. Okay. Post your questions. I will see you next Tuesday. Mark your calendars, same time, same place. Uh, share this. Tell a friend if you know you know that they can benefit from this. Um, I love to, I love to support them. So I'm gonna go ahead and put up our the website. If you want to schedule a call, you can do that. Um, it's employee2designer.com. So I'm gonna put that up and. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good evening. Have a good weekend. Uh, happy Halloween for those of you who might be celebrating that with your kiddos. Um, enjoy, be safe, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank mm -hmm. you.